This is Fusebox number 50, Conspiracy Fury. And we are in way over our heads. <laughs> Treading in shark-infested waters. And the sharks have guns. Republican sharks with guns. <laughs> oh, man. Don't get you started. <laughs> I think that ship already sailed, amigo. <laughs> of that, I have no damn doubt. So, I guess we... What, might as well see how bad it gets? <laughs> well, buckle up, Mr. Pollard, and set your phaser on stun. We're beaming aboard. Aye, Captain. Well, this is Fuse Box number 50, Conspiracy Fury. And I'm your host, dancing on the edge of good taste and reason, Milk Canes. Substituting for our regular host, Mark Rose, who's uh, no show today. So, uh, I'm filling in for him because, well, the show must go on. Eh, but must it? It must. Uh, all right then. Litter it, big guy. Okay, well, like I said, uh, Mark didn't make it in here today, which is pretty damn weird since this is a big milestone show for us. Fuse box number 50. Yeah! yeah. Hey, good job, man. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of learned the hard way after the disaster of show 31. <laughs> well, since uh, I'm sitting on the host's throne today, uh, Jeff Pollard offered to run the board while we wait to hear from Mark, who, uh, like I said, is, well, missing an action today. So thanks again for helping out, Jeff. You're doing great over there, brother. Uh, well, back at you, Milt. Hey, you look good on the throne, by the way. The crown and scepter, nice touch. <laughs> when you look good, you play good, bro. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, show number 50, man. It's a pretty big milestone we've reached here. And look, uh, we, we've been planning a, a big splashy show to, you know, celebrate the big 5-0, but we really don't know what the hell happened to Mark, so... Uh, well, I, I guess we have to shelve the festivities, because I know Mark had a surprise scheduled for the show today, but... Uh, uh, yeah, he definitely had something in mind. Yeah, and since we don't have his notes, and we're not sure what he planned, so... Uh, so I guess you might as well just make it your own damn show, right? Yeah, because... Uh, hey, you used to DJ back in the day, didn't you? I mean, this isn't your first rodeo. Well, it's it's been many, many moons ago, but... Yeah, I, I, uh, I DJ'd for a couple of years at KRAK in Altoona. Oh, man, that gig was like fucking a fat chick. <laughs> Fun to ride as long as your friends don't catch on one? <laughs> exactly like that, man. <laughs> anyway, back to circling the drain here. Right, right. Well, like I said, we... We had a big show planned for number 50, but uh, since we don't know what the dealio is with old Mark, um, I guess, uh, hey, 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 you know what? Okay, okay, now, now personally, I've always kind of felt like Fusebox could be more, uh, you know, uh, topical. And uh, look, now, don't get me wrong, because I love our show, and we know we're, we're damn lucky to have so many talented actors and writers available to us here, but... Uh, and the funny bits we do, I mean, they really are a hell of a lot of fun, but uh, but I always thought we should do more topical stuff. Because, let's face facts, 
things are pretty messed up out there. Right? There are a lot of people out there who are pissed off, mad as hell, and I, and I think we should talk about the reasons why. Uh, hey, Milt? Hell, man. Take the, the presidential race, for example. That, that's been a damn dumpster fire from the beginning, right? Seriously? Donald Trump, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, Milt? Now, I know there might be one or two of you out there who are actually planning to vote for that giant bag of dicks, but if your government doesn't rig the vote again, Donald J. Trump will lose the election and crawl back under that slimy, ignorant, racist rock he crawled out from under. Oh, and that racial divide tearing our country, man? I mean... <sighs> Are we really still dealing with racial issues in 2016? Seriously? Seriously? Milt. Huh? What? Oh, nothing. I just thought, you know, maybe you had a point in there somewhere. Oh, right, right. Yeah, well, okay, sorry. I kind of went off the rails there. I guess the point is that people are, are pissed. And I think there's a lot of blame to go around, like the GOP and the NRA and cops and social media and uh, ignorance and hate and... Uh, not enough fiber. Yeah, not enough fiber. Exactly. You know, sometimes I think people are just getting pissed to have something to do. So short of killing your TV sets and killing social media, I figure we should at least be able to talk about things like reasonable adults once in a while, you know? Like... Like... Chemtrails, man. What? Chemtrails? Yeah, dude. Chemtrails. Seriously. Like, what if the government is putting something in the air, man? What if all this crazy, pissed-off anger is man-made? And being released in the air, we breathe, man. What, you mean like they're crop-dusting hate? Exactly. Crop-dusting hate, man. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh... Seriously, man, I know it sounds batshit crazy. Do you? Well, yeah. I mean, I get it. People hear chemtrails, and they roll their eyes and start looking around for a butterfly net and a straitjacket, but... But, but just think about it, man. What if the U.S. government is spraying us with chemicals that trigger hate? You know about chemtrails, right? Yeah, I guess. All right, all right, this is great. All right, uh, I hope you're all sitting down out there. You know, I've been wanting to talk about this stuff for years now, and I finally get a chance to reveal the truth, folks. All right, so for me... It goes back to about 1983, when I was working as a board op at a tiny station in the south. And I had to commute in every morning to do the shift. And that's when I started to notice something funny going on in the skies. Well, you know, first it wasn't in the skies. It was a sound. A loud booming sound like, uh, engines coming on. But then, just as suddenly they'd uh, turn off. Like you were uh, testing them or something, you know? This went on for months. Then one day, I'm driving in, and I see this plane in the sky. It's kind of hard to say what size it was, but it was making one hell of a contrail. I mean, big, 
puffy streams coming out of the jets, and it was a little weird, because there was other traffic in the skies too, but there was no contrail coming out of them, or it, it would evaporate seconds after it went over, right? Well, this one just stayed there. Not only that, but it began to widen out, and pretty soon, like in a few hours, it had made that patch of the sky an overcast zone, it, it, like it was uh, gonna rain or something. Well, as time went on, this activity became more and more frequent. I mean, at times it was like they were playing tic-tac-toe up there or something. Then in a few hours, it'd be completely gray again. So I, I kept tabs on this for years and come to find out that there were hundreds of folks who were writing about this. But since this was before the net and all that stuff, the only place you'd hear about it was some whack job alternative press thing. You know, story mixed in with other stories of Elvis living in some guy's freezer and the amazing Bat Boy mutant. Hey, sorry, sorry I'm late. Oh, hey, you made it. Yeah, yeah, but, and, and uh, look who I uh, ran into outside. Hi, Jeff. Ah, the video vixen herself. Good to see you again, Trista. You too. Thanks again for having me on the show, you guys. And congratulations on number 50. That is so cool. Hey, thank you oh, very thanks. much. Thanks. So, y- yeah, you know, I, I tried to call, but... What's, what's he going on about in there? Well, you know, I'm not really sure. Something about the government again, I think. Mind control or... <sighs> no. Chemtrails? Yeah, chemtrails. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah. Happy 50th, buddy. Our 50th show is about chemtrails. Great. I know, I know, but... Look, man, we didn't know what to do, so... I know, I know. It's it's my fault. Well, it's 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 not actually my fault. Uh, Japanese pocket squirrels? Well, one of them anyway. <laughs> Say no more. Yeah. Hey, spray them with a hormone-rich soup that makes them all horny all the time and totally distracted. So... What do we do about Mr. Kane's in there? Uh, well, I don't know. A bucket of cold water, maybe? Tranquilizer dart? Uh, that might make it worse, actually. Yeah, that's true. I've been sitting outdoors in a clear, dry day. Hey, Mel, I'm here. I made it. And watched two planes a half hour apart in the same airspace fly by. And one has a little contrail that evaporates immediately. Hey, Mel. The next one. He's uh kind of in his own little world right now. <laughs> so I can see that. Wow. So that's Milt Keynes, huh? Oh, Milt. The one and only. Maybe we just let him wind down. Yeah, but who knows how long that could take. Yeah, true enough. May I try? Oh, be my guest. Uh, here, uh, just hit that button right there. For some mantis alien to come down here to live, either. Hello, Melt. Huh? Hi, Melt. Would you come here, please? Oh. Well, uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, uh... Now. Sure. I mean, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be right there. Oh. All right. Wow. That's impressive. Excellent whip technique, by the way. Why, thank you. Practice makes perfect. Uh, how did you... I mean, how... Uh, well, hi. Um, I'm, I'm Milt. It's, uh... Wow. You're, uh... You're the video vixen, huh? Well, uh... It's a, a pleasure to uh, meet you. The pleasure is mine. Now, would you be a good boy and fetch me a coffee? I like it black and very, very hot. Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, right away. Uh, can I bring anything else? No, thank you. Just the coffee, please. Oh, and Milt, I love your voice, by the way. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> well, thank you. I'm, uh, <laughs> well, I, uh, really like your voice, too. <laughs> it's, it's really, uh... My coffee? Oh, right, right. Yeah, uh, yes, coffee, black and hot. Good boy. Well, okay, <laughs> I'll be right back. Well, now, that, that's just amazing. Oh, that's nothing. It'll just be a few minutes. I'm making a fresh pot. Uh, don't go anywhere. I'll be done in a jiffy. Thank you, Milt. Take your time. A jiffy? Wow. <laughs> uh... By the way, Mark, I don't even think he noticed you were here. <laughs> noticed that too, did you? <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks for saving Milt from himself there, Trista. I'm happy I could help. Well, while he's getting coffee, I, I think we should uh, take a break and do a show reset or whatever. I am on it. Oh, God damn it! How very patriotic of yeah, you. Yeah, that's us all right. All right. Sorry about that. My bad. All right. Okay. Here we go. And now more information from the Government Office of Informational Anomalies, a public service to desensitize the citizenry to weirdness. A company called Hologram USA wants to corner the market on live performances using 3D images of dead superstars. Instead of artfully showing Fred Astaire dancing with a vacuum cleaner in a TV commercial, these celebrity resurrections will be ghostly images of dead people singing, for example, I Will Always Love You. Permission has been granted by the estate of Whitney Houston and Andy Kaufman, who was creepy enough in life. And Hologram USA also owns the resurrection rights to Patsy Cline and Buddy Holly. Aside from the zombie-esque overtones, realizing a three-dimensional light form in any realistic way is still in the making. Imagine that when it is perfected, you can turn your old home movies into hologram presentations where you can relive the Christmas from Hell starring drunk Uncle Billy and irascible Auntie Edith. But then, with the creation of digital humans, it will no longer be true that Elvis has left the building. Just flip the switch, and he's back. For those of us who prefer our rats safely dead and buried, which I assume are most of us, here is disturbing news. Rats laugh when tickled. 
Discovering a rat that laughs endows it in the human mind with a sort of elevated Pixar Disney soul that makes it more difficult to revile and destroy them. The whole rats and bubonic plague memory is repressed. They don't exactly exhibit guffaws or belly laughs, but rather giggle with playful chirps when tickled and seek out human hands that have tickled them in the past. Dodging the question, do rats have a sense of humor, behavioral scientist Jan Ponskep theorized that the rat, seeing a cat which had terrorized it get caught in a trap, might let loose with a few happy chirps. Although he hasn't traumatized a cat scientifically to find out for sure. It seems adult females like to be tickled more than males, but that tickling abundantly when young made it easier to elicit laughter from rats once they became adults. It was also discovered that young rats would rather spend more time with the happier grown-up rat that chirped more than the serious, boring one who didn't, which makes perfect sense. However, rats are highly intelligent animals, and in a nim-injected nightmare, should they perfect this ability, being confronted by a bevy of giggling rats would be utterly disarming, just before they ran over your face. We asked Steve Schrudelman to shrink his own head, but it's to prove a point. Oh yeah, this could be good. Uh-huh. If you help me. We're back. Sort of. So, uh, where's Milt? Uh, who knows? He's probably washing the video vixen's car or something. Oh, to be young and in love. <laughs> or something close to it. <laughs> well, yes. So, uh, we, we are back and somewhat uh, close to normal, folks. But once again, we appreciate your patience and, uh, well, you know, we had planned to bring you this big, giant, huge, and enormously large celebration for our 50th show here at Fusebox. Yeah, we, we're going to have, like, dancing aardvarks, uh, poodle jugglers, and uh, a Bay City Rollers look-alike contest with guns and fire trucks and just all sorts of fun and frivolity to ring in uh, Fusebox number 50. But... I'm afraid I was derailed by my uh, furry friends, the Japanese pocket squirrels, who, for some reason, <laughs> right? You're right, Eco. I'm sorry. I, I really should clarify that it was it was actually Milo who decided to hide my car keys and my phone, so I couldn't call in here to let anyone know I was I was going to be late. So I. <laughs> Okay, okay. It, uh, all right, it was all my fault. You, look, I shouldn't have run out of your gourmet peanut butter, but you know what? I thought just this one time, you you might might settle for a less expensive brand, okay? Uh, hey, by the way, you two shouldn't even be in here right now, okay? So scram. Scoot! Out! Out, out, out! Anyway. Yes, 
show number 50. Yeah, it's a big one, man. Oh, <laughs> you're back. I thought you were uh, otherwise occupied with the uh, video vixen. I am. I mean, uh, I am. I mean, I, I was. Man, she's... Uh... Yes? Oh, who am I kidding, man? She's hot. <laughs> yes, she is. I mean, really hot. Indeed. Now, if you could put your tongue back in your mouth for just one second. Just saying, man. And as I was saying, we are thrilled beyond measure or words, or even measurable words, to be bringing you our 50th show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, it's only appropriate that uh, there are several... Generous, talented, and, well, just overall swell folks, Jeff and Milt and I would like to thank on this particular program. For starters, how about the great folks with this channel, the Overnightscape Underground? Led there by Frank Edward Nora. Thanks to him for being the spark plug for this engine. PQ Ribber and Jimbo for always being ready to jump through the ring of fire for us. And uh, these great folks who have helped us uh, on this parade thus far, Rob Askew, Carol Adams, Kelly Baker, Elizabeth Bach, Mike Booty, Jarrett Brown, Scott Campbell, Kevin Cook, Dave Sudar, Shannon Day, Leslie Jane, Nico Lane, Jason Loreno, Jamie Lawson, Aaron Lane, Jody Lorimer, Tom Lukovich, Christy Lynn, Stuart Krug, Nancy McDonald, Sabra May, Paige McKenzie, Gerald McQuinn, Joe Medina, Sadie Medley, Lonnie Manella, Bruce Miles, Nancy Monson, Atticus Maori, Sam A. Maori, Lawrence Overmeyer, Gumbi Ortiz, Zoe Nelson, Eric Newsom, Trista Perez, Jeff Pollard. Chris Porter, Myrna Reynolds, Noel Snow, L. Stanger, Bob Sterry, Tara Timothy, Gregory Wilson, and Susan Zeitlin. Thanks one and all for the generous contributions to this thing. Humbly call Fusebox, and of course, thanks are in an ever-flowing waterfall of gratitude to you, friends, for pushing play on this program. Oh, and by the way, there is a, uh, a nifty commemorative mug design for this show. Uh, buried in the show notes is a link to said item, but you can always just head on over to uh, thefuseboxshow.com and click that shopping button and uh, find that and a host of other wonderment that all supports the activities of this fine program and its starving participants. And we really thank you for that as well. So, so friends, we're, uh, we're heading over to Suicide Sally's to toast this one off in proper style. So if you're in the area, stop on by. Yeah, I'm sure we're still there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Indeed. So, uh, folks, here's to the next 50. And uh, as always, until our next cartoon.
confused.